0: in-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today.
1: A live look right now outside Zilker Park, day one of Austin City Limits Music Festival, starting today. This morning, crews doing their finishing touches. You can see them out there now, before the gates open at noon and it's going to be a nice one. Good morning. I'm Tom Miller. Hey
2: everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. What a day to be yeah. in Austin with this <laughs> weather, Kristen.
3: And dare I say it gets better as we get into the weekend yeah. because temperatures continue to cool. So let's get into it. You made it to Friday. Good morning to you right now. We are clear of any rain, a much different look at radar than what I showed you 24 hours ago. So quite a bit of cloud cover out there. We're going to hold on to these clouds pretty much through the day, but still a nice amount of sunshine on the way. It's going to be a Mix of the sun and the high clouds through the day. Live look outside from our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies weather camera. There, southeast Austin currently showing 70 degrees. I mean temperatures are in the 60s and 70s everywhere. It's a nice cool morning, relatively speaking, coming off the record hot summer we had, where those lows only got down to the 80s. We'll take this kind of weather, right? 69 in downtown Austin, 69 Bastrop, 68 in Llano. We've got 66 in Bastrop. Most of us a little cooler than what we had yesterday at this time. Our afternoon highs are going to be warmer yesterday. We actually got lucky because all that cloud cover stuck around, and we (laughs) didn't even get it out of the 70s. It was really nice. Today, a little warmer ahead of a second cold front. That brings those 80s down to the 70s again. These weekend numbers look real nice. In fact, some of the coolest we've had in months. We'll take a look at those numbers. Your full weekend forecast is coming up.
1: Thank you, Kristen. In a month, Texans are going to head to the polls to vote on a series of state constitutional amendments.
2: One of them includes Prop 2, which would allow some property tax exemptions for child care facilities. Our Capitol correspondent, Monica Madden, explains what this could do for those facilities. Like many
4: other child care facilities, Open Door Preschool has had its fair share of financial burden since the pandemic. We had three schools and we closed one. Like, we did not fully survive COVID. High property tax bills in Austin are an additional burden felt even more by independently operated childcare providers. Their costs can be way higher than ours, but even for us, um, it's a pretty significant line item. It's why centers like Open Door want to see Proposition 2 passed this November, hoping property tax relief will offset other operational costs. We want to make sure that child care actually receives the attention that it deserves. Making extra room in the budgets for things like teacher pay here in Texas that there's so much of a crisis of keeping teachers and making sure our child care business doors are open and with federal COVID relief dollars now expired child care centers say that any savings can make a difference in Texas families pay an average of 727 a month for center-based toddler care advocates say if passed the tax breaks will ultimately benefit families in need of quality and affordable child care With child care businesses having no choice uh, but to raise tuition, it's going to become more um, difficult for families to access care. During the legislative session, the measure passed with broad bipartisan support and little opposition. Monica Madden, KXAN News.
1: Going in depth on this, child care in Travis County is more expensive than anywhere else in the state. That's according to the National Database of Child Care Prices. Data shows that parents in the area pay an average of about $12,000 per year to put their kids in daycare. Home-based child care, a little less expensive option. Trends seen across the state with data showing Travis County parents save an average of about $1,500 a year if they choose home-based child care instead.
2: Attorneys representing the state of Texas asking a federal appeals court to allow the state... To keep the border buoys on the Rio Grande River. The debate centers on whether the river near the border city of Eagle Pass can stay there or is it used for commercial navigation. The state's attorneys say the shallow, rocky stretch of the Rio is not navigable, it's not, not able to navigate. But the U.S. Justice Department pointed to times it has been used by navigation in the past, and possibilities of it being used again. The judges hearing the case did not indicate when they can make a ruling.
1: There is a new effort to build a border wall, and it is coming from an unexpected place, which is the White House. President Biden paving 20, waiving 26 federal laws that, constr- uh, that allow now construction to take place on 17 miles in South Texas. The head of Homeland Security saying, quote, There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads to prevent illegal crossings in Starr County, Texas. The president insisting his decision for that waiver was not because of the surge of migrants or calls to action. Biden saying it was required because of a law established during the Trump administration.
5: They have to use the money for
0: what is appropriate. I can't stop that. He's speaking a direct contradiction to what his own home no, is, I secretary, secretary I know I
1: hear you I hear you I'm speaking for the president I'm saying that he has said that he does not believe
2: a border wall is effective
1: The head of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorca, is saying that his words were taken out of context and that there is no new administration policy on the border wall Next on today breaking down the latest developments at the southern border traffic quiet this morning, but there's gonna be some extra cars on the road. Starting later in the day, tens of thousands heading up north. Football fans going to Dallas this weekend. It's to watch the Longhorns take on the Sooners for one of the biggest rivalries in college football. And if you're one of those fans, here's a few things to know. Take an I-35, that is the most direct route, but you can expect some longer travel times. There's construction right now in Waco that could be causing some delays. Greyhound and Flixbus are offering round-trip tickets for about 70 bucks on Friday and Saturday.
2: Austin police need your help gathering information after a man was killed in a hit and run earlier this week.
1: And we're taking a sneak peek at some new buildings. So much growth in Liberty Hill. They're adding two brand new schools now.
2: Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday there's a live look outside to show you what your day is starting like. We're looking at our Whittlesea camera right here in the south of Austin. Hope we have a great morning so far. Great weather ahead. Kristen says it's only going to get better as we have hundreds of thousands of people in town for ACL, day one, weekend one. We do have an update though to a story when it comes to a deadly crash that happened Tuesday morning on Mopax Frontage Road south of Palmer Lane. Austin
1: awesome. police now say a driver hit pedestrian John Walker Odin and left. The morning of that crash, officers found the 53-year-old injured. Police say he died a short time later. They haven't released a description of the driver, but if you have any information that could help, please call APD.
2: Former Chicago Bear and Pro Football Hall of Famer Dick Butkus has died at the age of 80. He is considered one of the best linebackers to ever play the game. The Bears said his family confirmed he died peacefully in his sleep yesterday in Malibu, California. Known for his bone-rattling tackles that made him one of the most intimidating players in NFL history. After football, Butkus worked as a commentator and as an actor. Concerns over traffic in San Marcos and what you need to know if you're planning on catching next week's solar eclipse.
5: Good morning. We'll check in with UT football as they get ready to head off to Dallas for their showdown with Oklahoma tomorrow. And also we'll recap some high school football action from last night. That's later in sports. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. Texas has demonstrated an ability to have grace under pressure, and they'll need that attribute big time tomorrow when they head out of the Cotton Bowl Tunnel for their showdown with Oklahoma. This one has stakes beyond bragging rights and the Golden Hat that is attached to it. Not to diminish those things, but for third-ranked Texas, staying at the top of the Big 12 and in contention for a playoff spot are the spoils the team we will get should they earn the victory and so far according to the head man the horns are handling everything right
0: we've gone to that pep rally now three years in a row and i, I what i enjoyed about our players last night they really just took in the moment you know they, they didn't you know they don't, n- nobody got on the mic and said something that that that's bulletin board material they had fun with it i, I thought our fans were great a lot of them are, are, are 18, 19 years old still. And so it's like, I want them to take in the moment. I want them to enjoy the experience. You know, I think that's part of this.
5: Sarkeesian also added that Texas tight end JT Sanders, who hurt his leg in the Kansas game, he will be good to go tomorrow. And defensive back Ryan Watts will be a game-time decision, though, with a hamstring injury. High school football last night. Westlake taking on Anderson. Another 26 6 battle over at House Park. This one was... Over on KBVO as part of our game of the week. First quarter Westlake up 13 to 7. Brady Gephardt for Anderson finding Zayden Sharp for the 50 yard touchdown pass. 14 to 13 Trojans on top. But here comes Westlake Reese Weiss backup quarterback finding Brody Wilhelm who after making the catch he makes a few nifty moves to get in the end zone Westlake up 19-14. They did miss the extra point. Second quarter, same score. Gephardt's pass intercepted by Elliott Shopper, and Shopper follows some blocks, and he's got nothing but turf in front of him. He returns that for a touchdown. 26-14 Westlake, and they go on to roll over Anderson at 67-14. Vista Ridge also beat Westwood last night at the Pop Palace 26-14. To 21. Well, we'll have more high school football action for you tonight on game night Friday coming up at 10 o'clock. That does it for sports. Let's go back over to you. Football weather.
3: Yes, How's it, it is. <laughs> a big weekend for football yeah. too. Yes. We're excited about it. Let me show you what we've got going on because it is gonna be nice area wide. So whether you've got plans tonight, you got some weekend plans to look forward to. The rain has moved out and it's not gonna come back in the short term. We are still gonna be left with some cloud cover though. You can see over central Texas, we've got some of those high clouds still streaming in from the south. But hey, it ain't gonna hurt us. We've got a temperature of 69 degrees right now. It is beautifully cool out there. Those sixties will be aerial wide as we walk out the door this morning. Those north-northwest winds light now, but they are going to start to get a little bit stronger later in the day. Current temperatures, here you go. Go ahead and pick out your neighborhood number. No need for the jacket because with the warm-up, we are expecting those temperatures to be in the upper 70s as early as lunchtime, and then later today, looking at a forecast high around 85-86. Now, we're not going to completely clear the cloud cover out, but we will see way more sunshine today compared to what we had yesterday. Because we got stuck underneath the clouds, our temperatures didn't leave the 70s yesterday afternoon. It was finally that little taste of fall a lot of us have been looking for. Just running you through what our skies will look like from now through the end of the day of sun and clouds not only for your Friday we're gonna repeat and re Saturday and again on Sunday probably a little bit more sunshine by the time we hit Sunday but in general because of a cold front coming in later on today a dry cold front out that I think temperatures will be the bigger stories and not necessarily the sky conditions because look at the highs we've got coming our way tomorrow and Sunday mid to upper 70s. I mean, tomorrow is going to run us about 10 degrees cooler than normal. We haven't been able to say that for months. So enjoy this nice little taste of fall weather because the cherry on top is the fact that we've got low humidity to match 70s low humidity mix of sun and clouds make some weekend plans friends. Seven day forecast shows some breezy conditions along and behind that front that is going to be a north northeast wind about 10 to 20 miles per hour, but it won't last all day tomorrow. Sunday upper seventies. We get the eighties back Monday. We'll ride those eighties all the way into next week, but you'll notice some isolated showers possible Tuesday, Wednesday. I think our second cold front of the next seven is going to come in sometime between Thursday and Friday. So anticipate some rain chances coming up late in the week next week.
1: Thank you, Kristen. You know, there's a lot of excitement right now about the solar eclipse, which is happening next week. So much so that emergency officials say this could potentially be a traffic hazard. San Marcos anticipating an increase in traffic is going to have people heading out to some different viewing locations. It isn't the only event happening that day either. There's also weekend two of ACL. Officials encourage people to plan ahead and do things like fill the car up with gas, grab your groceries, get your prescriptions all before next weekend. Online right now, a list of viewing spots throughout Central Texas. Have you been thinking about what you're gonna be doing?
2: Now I am, when you just say, get the groceries, get everything in line, okay.
1: Yeah, all right, well, yeah, something to think about, something to plan for. Uh, Also wanna tell you about this, research at UT Austin showing llamas could be a big help in reducing the effects of climate change
2: this is really neat as glaciers retreat to new land is exposed and that soil is so low on nutrients it means that it cannot sustain vegetation now according to ut bringing llamas onto the land could stabilize the soil faster and help from the newly exposed ecosystem this has to do with the animal's fur and grazing habitats a three year partnership between ut and a peruvian family community or farming community found the area with llamas saw significant improvement to the soil's nutrients and a 57 percent increase when it comes to plant cover back here at home liberty hill isd is growing so fast the district will be using a new middle school to house Ninth graders next year.
1: And KXAN's Nabil Ramana shows us what its plans are moving forward as more people keep moving to the area.
0: As soon as the final bell rings, students in Liberty Hill ISD hit the halls to head home. AND EACH YEAR THESE HALLS GET MORE CROWDED. And WE ARE UP OVER A THOUSAND KIDS THIS YEAR. LIBERTY HILL ISD IS SEEING SIGNIFICANT GROWTH. SUPERINTENDENT guess, uh, STEVE Browning. SNELL SHOWED US A MAP OF THE DISTRICT. IT IS a uh, 110 SQUARE MILES. EVERYWHERE YOU LOOK, NEW DEVELOPMENTS. 1,600 uh, HOMES HERE. Or, plans for new schools, high school three, a middle school and elementary could possibly go right here in this pink area. Right now, there are more than 8,800 students in the district and Liberty Hill High School is busting at the seams. Now we're in the process to where we've outgrown that school. Um, we're actually going to open high school Two in a brand new middle school building. With so many new students coming in, they're moving the first high school class to the new middle school. NEXT YEAR MIDDLE SCHOOL HOUSE NINTH GRADERS. IN 2025 IT WILL HOUSE NINTH AND TENTH GRADERS AND HIGH SCHOOL NUMBER TWO OR LEGACY RANCH HIGH SCHOOL AS IT WILL BE CALLED WILL BE OPEN IN 2026 STARTING WITH NINTH THROUGH ELEVENTH GRADERS.
1: WHAT ARE YOU EXCITED
0: ABOUT FOR HIGH SCHOOL? THE MAN IN CHARGE OF THE NEW HIGH SCHOOL, MARK Kohler. WHEN WE TALK ABOUT LEGACY RANCH, THESE GUYS ARE ACTUALLY GOING TO BUILD THE LEGACY OF THIS SCHOOL. Kohler SAYS ONE DRAW IS A FRIENDLY COMMUNITY AND IT'S CLOSE TO THE BIG CITY WITH A SMALL TOWN FEEL.
3: I like living in the Rio because of the community and like all the people there. Everyone's so nice and like welcoming and everything.
0: Lily Rich will be a junior when she walks through the doors of the finished Legacy Ranch High School. She moved to Liberty Hill in second grade.
3: I lived in Georgetown before this.
0: Brock Peterson says he can't wait to get into the new school. Each year he's noticed new faces in his class.
6: Even this year like we had like I think a couple more kids in our grade at least and then into last year they were adding on to our school.
0: New faces and new schools will continue in the district. That's why they're trying to stay one step ahead. We take a lot of attention to detail and and pride in making sure we stay um, ahead of the growth because it's coming, right? Whether whether we like it or not. Nabil Ramadan KXAN News.
2: Looking deeper into the rapid growth in Liberty Hill between 2010 and 2020 the population there nearly tripled making it the third fastest growing city in the entire state of Texas and between 2021 and 2022 Williamson County grew by more than 4% with a total population of more than 671,000 people.
1: Let's stick in Liberty Hill a little longer. Two students there are celebrating After getting perfect ACT scores, Conrad Gerton and Abby Parsons, both seniors at Liberty Hill High School, and both said that they thought they would do well on the test, but were surprised when they saw that perfect 36 on the results.
0: I wasn't expecting a perfect score, obviously. Um, I expected to get somewhere in the 30s probably because of my SAT score, but it's definitely very unexpected and I was very happy to have that score.
3: The teachers at this school helped me because I didn't get um, a lot of algebra and geometry teaching because of the pandemic, but um, some of my teachers that taught pre-cal and calculus have helped me um, learn the fundamentals better.
1: They're not the only ones either. Last spring, students from Georgetown, Round Rock, Uh, also earning perfect ACT score, so congratulations to them, very Very impressive.
2: They are so (laughs) humble about it, too. I'm not sure I would be. You know, I would be blaring (laughs) it out.
1: Be out there with the streamers. With the t-shirt that says (laughs) that. (laughs) Well, there is a new state law requiring all middle school students who test in a certain percentile to automatically be put in advanced math classes. Yeah,
2: you heard that right. The goal is eliminating the equity gap. Our multicultural reporter, Jayla Washington, reports it's already made an impact on Central Texas school districts.
6: The energy is unmatched in Mr. Kevin Taylor's 8th grade pre-algebra advanced math class. Why are you guys in advanced math as 8th graders? So just shout out your answers. Regular math is boring. This class perhaps a bit more diverse than a few years ago, after some central Texas school districts like Hay Cisd changed their policies.
4: So their local policy shifted from teacher recommendation, counselor recommendation are using star, a cutoff score to looking at top 40% quintile of students' performance and then automatically enrolling them
6: in advanced math in sixth grade a group called Education Equals Economics, or E3, for years has been pushing for getting all qualified students into math classes aligned with their test scores. This change set out to benefit students like Madden McGimrey, who is now in his third year of advanced math classes. I like I just like to use my brain and always be challenged, and I just like to keep track of my grades and. I don't like stuff to be easy. And
4: when we looked at the data, what we saw were huge disparities between those students that were taking Algebra 1 from our Asian and white peers To our black and Latino peers.
6: Now, a new law requires all Texas school districts to use this policy, modeled after the pilot program right here in Central Texas. In fact, E3 says over the past three years, already the equity gap between black, Latino, and white students closed about 91%. And teachers like Mr. Taylor plan to continue encouraging students always. To reach their full potential, I
0: I believe that every student is capable, and so I think a big part of our job is convincing
6: them.
2: Jayla Washington, KXA News. Way to go. All right, parents, you can choose though. If you want to opt your student out of that new policy for whatever reason, if you think that the advanced math is really not for your kid, you can do that. Seven districts in Central Texas helped shape the pilot program. The rest of the state is going to follow now. Going in depth earlier this year a school district in Michigan voted to get rid of its honors math for sixth and seventh graders students can resume separate honors track in eighth grade. The district told our NBC affiliate there. The decision was a structural change that was based on research and that will prepare all students for advanced math. But when they get in high school, many parents disagreed with that decision saying forcing advanced students into the same class as students who struggle in that subject is a recipe for failure. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking for you in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. We're taking a live look at Zilker Park this morning as ACL Music Festival kicks off today, weekend one, day one. How is it impacting business in our area?